Get a recap from you because we're getting close to uh, the new year. Uh, water treatment plant that's been this term, you know, a city hall, a public works yard, and a fire hall. And what are some of the current issues in West Kelowna? You know, the burden has really fell on this current council to do those things. You say some of the big highlights from 2021 are? From a growth rate, we're over 2% growth per year. How many people in West Kelowna, how many people do you guys serve? 2022 is back to the ballot, I take it? <laughs> is Jason's name on that ballot? <laughs> well, if it is, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> Sarah Gouda and Jim Check from the Now Media Group ask questions, explore topics, and shine a light on the conversations that matter. We're here today with Councillor City of West Kelowna, Jason Zoki. Welcome, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Hey, Jason, what if you could start off just a little bit and tell us a little bit about your, your background and your, and I think this is your first term, and um, maybe give us a little background. I think you're a hockey player, too. Yeah, put play a little hockey. But uh, yeah, so I, I grew up in uh, West Kelowna. Well, before it was a city, West Kelowna on the west side. My actually address was Kelowna, uh, just across the bridge. But uh, so I grew up in uh, the great uh, west side and uh, seeing that that city kind of grow and uh, and kind of kind of growing up with it. And um, 2018, I, I really said, um, you know, this is a this is an opportunity to get involved and you know try and make my community a little bit better place. As I kind of sat on the sidelines and saw decisions maybe that I didn't necessarily agree with, and I saw an opportunity for us to kind of grow as a city. And I said, hey, I just I really need to get involved. And I I've never thought of myself as a politician or really anything along with that. But I said, hey, I want to serve my community and make it a better place. And so, hey, I got involved and got elected 2018 and three years into a four-year term. And uh, it's been uh, it's been a really exciting journey. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to serve my community, West Kelowna, and, uh, and be part of the regional district as well. And so it's been a lot of fun. You're a family man as well, so you kind of represent the families and you have a young family. Yeah, certainly. And when when I looked at like who was the demographic of was leading our community, it was really kind of people were in their kind of fifties and sixties. And uh, you know, I'm I'm in my thirties, and I've got three kids, and I had two when I got elected, and I have three. And so I said, you know what? There's really no one representing, you know, young not just young people, but young families. And there's a lot of young families in, in the Okanagan in general. And I said, hey, you know what? I think there needs to be a voice at that table <clears throat> because you could see decisions being made and they were for for people who were in the demographic of who are in that seat. And so there's no offense if I was, you know, that age too, I'd probably be making very similar decisions. So I said, hey, you know, maybe it's the time for me to, to say, hey, maybe I can make him have my voice heard and for someone who's, you know, in that demographic with kids. So the purpose today is to kind of get a recap from you because we're getting close to uh, the new year. Like what what accomplishments that you guys had in in uh, 2021 and what the you know 2022 looks like and you know some of the good stuff you guys did and some of the challenges that you're still trying to to meet I guess what yeah. would you say some of the big highlights from 2021 are yeah I mean well we the probably the biggest announcement is that we we've announced that we're building a brand new city hall our, our very first city hall in West Kelowna and uh, you know it was a long time coming there was a they tried to build it uh, you know in the previous term 2016 and it just got voted down and we said this is so important to our city we incorporated in 2007 and we were really supposed to have a temporary city hall for you know a couple of years and now it's you know 14 years later and they still they weren't able to build it so we said we this is so important we need to do it and we knew we couldn't do it alone so we partnered with the the okanagan regional library they're going to own one third of the space it's on city-owned property it's in really in the heart of our community and we said this is so important that we just we have to just power through this get it done for the good of our community i'm having a, a, a huge space with the city hall regional library is going to be spectacular it was a very it's a very big project it's underway 
the foundation's kind of going in currently um, right by our Johnson Bentley um, Town Center in West Bank. And um, yeah, that that's a it's a it's a very, very, very big deal. So we're excited to see that project move forward and, and it should be completed closer to the end of 2022. How many people in West Kelowna? How many people do you guys serve? There's, so it's interesting because uh, West Kelowna is uniquely built around, um, you know, between West Bank First Nation. So on city of West Kelowna, their most recent census is there's 36,000 people. So that's actually, we're actually the exact same population according to the census as Penticton. So it's amazing the growth that we've had. But we also have, you know, roughly 10 to 12,000 people living on West Bank First Nations land. So when you factor then, you're close to 50,000 people across the bridge in, in the greater west side. And it's really hard to distinguish where you are, whether you're in West Kelowna, West Bank First Nation. You, you, you know, as a someone driving through, you're probably not going to see any really difference. But, you know, as your community, you're serving 50,000 people. Um, because they're using your road, your infrastructure, they're using your your buildings, your facilities. They might not be using your city hall, but they're certainly using your regional libraries and your other things that serve regionally. So it's unique that way. You serve a lot more people than necessarily the tax base would suggest. Some people in on this side of the bridge would say that like West Kelowna had that huge growth spurt and they kind of overbuilt for a while. And then, you know, some of those businesses kind of like closed. But is that being absorbed now? Is that... Yeah, the, you can see that the occupancy is much, much higher. Most of those, I think you're, I believe you're referring to a lot of the commercial. Yeah, the future shops and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, those types of businesses, those are almost exclusively on West Bank First Nations land, which you, you probably won't, you wouldn't even know because there's really no difference. But most of those those kind of commercial, um, you know, retail stores were built on West Bank First Nations. And they had a really high, they built a plethora of those and there was a lot out there. And so they, you could see the, the really, really low occupancy now you know, businesses have really kind of filled up most of those. So you don't, you know, some come and go, but for the most part, they've, they've kind of filled it up. So they, West Bank First Nation has done an amazing job of, of attracting those businesses and, uh, you know, acquiring those and building on their lands. And so that, that's been, been great. And it's, and again, it serves all the people that live in the West Side, whether you're on West Kelowna lands or West Bank First Nations land. As counselor for three years, what are some uh, initiatives that you've created that you're proud of? Um, we're, we're in the, we're in the midst of, of doing our very first, well, or this term, uh, official community plan. So Kelowna has recently done a, an OCP official community plan, uh, and we're undergoing it. The last one was done in 2000 and uh, I think 2010, uh, the city of West Kelowna did it. And that's a really long time. Your community has changed so much. And so we've had, I've put a lot of time and effort into kind of where we want to see our community grow, where we want to see it grow. Um, there's a really opportunity to kind of shape the future. I mean, Kelowna, you, if you, you know, if you were here 10 years ago, it looks a lot different. I mean, you know, Jim can attest has been here a long time, but you know, the downtown core is significantly different, but there was, there was intentional steps to really densify that, create high rises and, and really kind of build in the core. And in, in West Kelowna, we're, I don't want to say we're emulating that, but you know, there's a really opportunity for us to densify some of our core areas and make kind of a, you know, a different kind of community. And so the community is, is being asked to, to share their feedback, shape and to, to see how they want to shape the future of our lands, you know, uh, and it's a really, really exciting opportunity. So I'm super proud of where we are today. It's not finished. It'll be adopted next year sometime uh, before the end of our term. But that, you know, those things really, you know, that shapes the future of your community. And you can see what an OCP does. It's, it's, it's worked in Kelowna. Well, it's worked, you know, they, they designed it. They did it. They got feedback on it. And, you know, it shaped, it shaped many, many parts of the community. And, uh, and I'm excited to see what is going to happen in the next, you know, 10 years for our community in West Kelowna. 
And what are some of the current issues in West Kelowna, and what are you doing to help them make it better? Um, well, I think, you know, there's always just kind of push and pull when it comes to growth. I mean, it's not, you know, the same as Kelowna where, you know, it's really the kind of a green light for growth and density, but you know, we're a little bit more, we're not rural, but we were a rural community not that long ago. And so when you've lived in a community, that's like, there's, you know, you have space, you have big yards, you know, you have large single family homes, you know, it's really hard to go and say now we're, they were going to smaller lots, there's more people and there's more, there's just more people. And you're, a lot of people are not used to that. So you're always fighting that growth uh, mentality. And, you know, I do believe we need to grow um, because it needs to pay for infrastructure. It needs to pay for, um, you know, things like uh, new arenas and uh, new swimming pools and things like that. Without that growth, it's really hard to do it. Our tax base, it, tax base isn't that big. So, you know, people are always, you know, suggesting that, you know, why are we trying to grow so quickly? And they're, they're really opposed to that. Um, so that's really difficult to, to, to not try and please people because it, you know, we all want to, we all want to, to please people. We want to be liked and, you know, no, I shouldn't say that most people do. And I'm, I'm, I, I like to please people too, but at the end of the day, um, you know, like I was elected, not because of trying to please people, but to try and make the right decision for our community. And those are hard things to go because people don't like that. But when you look back, is this decision going to be good for the broader of our community? And if you can answer that, yes, then, then certainly then I, I've, I've said yes to almost everything that I believed in that. So, um, so growth is one of those things that, you know, it's always can always be controversial and has been in Kelowna and certainly in our community has been. One of the tougher things that Kelowna and West Kelowna face, uh, central Okanagan is, is wildfires. What can West Kelowna do more about mitigation or do you think they're doing enough or, or is there a lot more to be done or is that all rest with the ministry? Well, I think, you know, there's so much, there's so many crown lands that, you know, can be done, but you know, there's certainly, there is more, there's a lot of grant money out there and we, we've have grant money. It's interesting. Our, our fire chief just let us know, Hey, they've, we've been given significant grant monies to actually do it. They didn't even have the resources, the labor, the bodies to actually go and actually do it, especially in a wildfire season when you're just, you're, you're running, uh, you know, off your feet, our, our, uh, fire department was deployed in different other parts of the community and doing wildfires and so not even really serving your community and so you can't really mitigate in uh, mitigate in the middle of a wildfire season so there is a ton of wildfire mitigation that can be done we have money to do it it's just we don't even have the resources to be actually able to execute those strategies ourselves so certainly we can be doing more there's money available from the from the province um, you know but there's just like we live you know in the mountains and you know and it's all around us and so you know, it's never, it's never going to be perfect. And, you know, it's, it's welfare mitigation is one of those things. It's, it takes a lot of very intentional effort and it, you know, you got to constantly go back to those same areas. So you can wildfire mitigate somewhere and in 10 years you're going back there. And so how do you ever really keep up? It's very, very difficult. And, and that was a really tough, tough season last year. It was so hot and dry. Um, you know, hopefully we don't see that again. Um, but yeah, within our lands, we can certainly doing more. The province, yes, they can certainly certainly doing more. One of the thoughts from um, out there is taking the you know the coniferous trees out and putting deciduous that are near homes and making kind of like a buffer because they have a tougher time to burn. Is that any type of is that any kind of plan that's in there? Like doing section because I know what you're saying because if you go in there and do mitigation, you cut those down in ten years they all grow back. But if you replace them with deciduous trees then it, you know, that kind of like takes over that space. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really heard that, that strategy come to light as it hasn't been presented to myself. So I, I, I can't comment on that because I just don't know enough about it, but, um, but you know, there's certainly certain levels of wildfire mitigation where they go in and they're just kind of clearing the, the, the floor of the, of the, of the, uh, of the forest. 
So they're clearing all the debris off the forest. So they're saying, okay, that's some welfare mitigation, which sounds good, but that's very minimal. They're not actually taking trees out. They're not really cleaning up branches off trees. They're not cutting down trees. They're not taking out. Next anything. windstorm, it's back. Right. So it's back. And so like, you know, they're, they're saying, yeah, we're wildfire mitigating in certain places, but it's really just like a cleanup of the, of the forest floor, which is helpful for sure, mm-hmm. but it's really not enough. So they're, 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 the rigor that needs to be done is a lot more and they have to chip really there. They, you know, so to bring in equipment and to actually do it right out on in the actual forest where you can is important. And I know they're not doing it in a lot of places, some because it's remote and some because it's expensive because you actually have to bring equipment up there, chip on site, burn on site or whatever that might be. But they're they're not doing that enough for sure. And I, and I would imagine that West Kelowna's population is more exposed to interface and then Kelowna would because we have a you know like a bigger downtown core yeah. right so so there's a lot more people probably in in exposure than than it would be here um so is that a like a big priority for a city council or is that is that just a not one of the priorities that is up there yeah I wouldn't I mean it's certainly not in in my opinion it's not our biggest priority and it's not my biggest priority but I mean I we have we've we've increased our our uh, our fire and rescue West Kelowna fire and rescue like significantly we hired 10 new firefighters uh, you know, when, when we first got elected, that was something that needed to be done. So we brought it up to enough people. So we've, we've definitely increased that measure. Um, so it's a priority in the sense of we have, we're a staffing perspective. Um, but you know, it's up to them to kind of decide where they need to spend their resources. That's more operational. And I just like to take a moment to commend the West Kelowna fire and rescue, because they're always great. They, they respond quick, they send photos and they're, I think they're just, they're awesome over there and, and their communication with media. That's good. Yeah, no, they're, they're awesome. Cheap Roland and, you know, AC Gertrell, they, they are, they're great communicators. They, they keep us up to date too. So I'm glad that you get notified on anything that's happening over there. So I will, I'll give them that uh, shout out. And I know this is one of the concerns that Sarah has too, is like, is there a homelessness strategy in, in West Kelowna or, or where's that at with, with, um, the city of West Kelowna? Yeah. So we just opened up, it, it opened up last week. Uh, uh, it's a temporary winter shelter. They'll be there for three years at the top of Bartley road. And so it's going to house 40 people. Um, I mean that I wouldn't call that a, a long-term strategy, but you know, in the short term, it does give people, you know, the dignity to be off the streets and it keeps them safe during the winter months. And they got to tour it and it's, it's kind of unique in the sense of everyone has, there's 40 spaces and everyone has their own, um, room. So it's not like a, where you have just beds out on the floor and so everyone has their own, it's, it's, uh, everyone has their own room. They have, you know, shared showers and bathrooms and that, but everyone has their own kind of room. So you have your own space and there's a great operator, Vernon, um, that, that's been doing it. And so we, it, it's, you know, you've seen that kind of people actually have a place where they can go, but the long-term strategy is so difficult because we have, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our homelessness is, is found on West Bank First Nations land. So we really have to partner with them. Uh, to create places where they can go, not just temporary winter shelters, but long-term strategies. They're the, we're working with BC Housing right now on two projects over on our lands, and West Bank First Nations is working on a project too that will will serve people that are very vulnerable um, with services that are there. Um, but it's it's not as easy as just saying, yeah, like what's the strategy, and then kind of moving forward with it. You know, it's 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 really complex, and even when people have you know spaces houses available. A lot of people just don't want to come. There's there's shelters, there's food, there's services available, but people are just choosing not to. So it's it's since, since kind of like well, if we build it, they'll come. But you know, not everyone who's on the street or homeless or suffering from those kind of things wants to go into a you know a place where they can get help. They're just not ready. They're not on that continuum, that space. So it's hard to say 
you know, why there's why is there still people on the streets? Is there not enough space? Well, there oftentimes there is enough space for for people. They're just choosing not to go. And you know, it's a it's a, it's super complex. I spent a lot of time, you know, at the Kelowna Gospel Mission. I served there, so I'm very familiar with the homeless, you know, issues. It's different in West Kelowna. There's a lot less, and there's probably the least there's been in a long time. Um, you know, and that's that's great news. But you know, it's regionally we we all need to do better. But I just, I, it's certainly whatever we're doing is broken and it's not working. You know, everyone's working really hard. It's not like they're not trying. It's just whatever is happening, it's just people aren't really, you know, it's, people aren't really connecting with it. And the people who are on the streets and there, they aren't necessarily the ones that are saying, yeah, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is going to help me. They're not, it's not at that level yet. So it's, it's a very difficult situation, as we all know. I want to talk a little bit about you, Jason. What were you doing before you were counselor? And what are some of the challenges that you face in today's position, like to get here? Yeah, so I've been in kind of the, the private uh, the private space uh, for a long time. Um, I was doing with a, a kind of in the lending industry uh, with, with private, private funds and private lending in the mortgage space. And so that's what I was kind of doing before. And I'm still doing that because as a city councilor in West Kelowna, uh, they they only pay about twenty thousand dollars a year, so unfortunately you have to get a real uh, <laughs> a job that uh, supports my my three three kids and my wife, and so uh, so I, I do still do that, and so uh, it uh, it it does that, but it does it allows me to kind of look at a different lens from not just a, a local government perspective, and allows me to think about okay, well how we solve problems like that's the whole business of is help solve problems. And, you know, you can think about that, like, why do we try and make more red tape? Why do we try and make more difficult for our, for our residents or for taxpayers? Why do we have to make everything more difficult? We can, we can create things and spaces and, and, and we can solve problems instead of making it more difficult. I hate adding extra things. You have to do more work to get anything done. It's like, that's what you go to the city. It's like impossible to talk to someone. It's very difficult. You know, that I hate that feeling. It doesn't have to be like that. And so my whole thing is like, how can we make things, you know, uh, easier and how can we solve problems and create partnerships you can create a partnership with a homeowner with a resident with with anyone you know doing business in your community and so I've really pushed that mentality and I think you know we've seen a bit of the needle move in the sense of hey like we are easy to do business with it's easier to to do things but you know that's a hard thing to do but that's the lens that I come from how can you know make it a more a friendly you know business friendly resident friendly how can we make it more customer service oriented you know um operation and I, I'm not in the operation of it I'm you know making decisions at the high level but that's the lens that I come in and say hey well I'd like to make this a better place to live do business that do everything when it comes to interacting with the city of West Kelowna and what would you like to what would you like to see coming to West Kelowna is there anything uh, doesn't have to be now but what, what would you like to see in terms of business or arenas like you said uh, well yeah, we. I would love to see like a brand new, um, you know, multiplex type facility where you've got a new swimming pool. Um, you know what they did at H two O is is spectacular. Like that was a vision they did that. It's world class. You know, and what they did at Capital News Center. Um, you know, the the two rinks there. That's those are great world class facilities that are just they're there. They're community amenities. They serve it, and they, you know they're they're awesome. And those are things that we like we don't really have enough of those and we're serving a broader area like we do serve a lot of people like from Peachland to you know West Bank there's like probably 60,000 people we're probably serving in our facilities um, so those are things that I would love to see um, yeah what's the pitch for people like if somebody's deciding to move to the Okanagan Central Okanagan what's what's uh, Jason's pitch to get them to move to that side of the bridge <laughs> I don't know if I need to it's really hard to find a home right now if you're looking it's there's the inventory is so low. So, but you know, the pitch is like, we're, you know, we're so close. Like I've, I grew up on the West side. 
I've almost exclusively worked in, you know, Kelowna, you know, so the commute is just, you know, it's not, you know, if you've lived anywhere, a perspective anywhere, you know, that the commute is just, it's not really relevant. If it's a half hour, that's, you know, you go in any other major city, you're looking at an hour. So it's all about perspective when it comes to that. So, you know, working in Kelowna and especially if you can work, uh, you know, remotely a little bit too, is it's not really an issue at all. The, the, the commute is, you know, I don't really think it's an issue at all. And, and traffic is, uh, you know, annoying, but I guess if you compare it to any other city, it's not. So, you know, the pitch is if you want to live in a, in a, in a community that's, you know, that's a little bit smaller, a little bit quieter than Kelowna. You know, the West Kelowna is a great, we have tons of hiking. We have great views. There's just, all, there's really a lot to do. I mean, and you know, we're, you're close enough where if you want to go to Costco, if you want to do business in Kelowna, it's very easy to do that. And so most of my stuff these days outside of working in Kelowna and maybe a few businesses, I, I almost do everything in West Kelowna uh, outside of coming to work uh, when I need to. So and I know a lot of people are the same. Like it's not truly, it used to be more of a bedroom community where all your services, you came to Kelowna. There wasn't a lot, there wasn't a superstore, there wasn't a Walmart. So you would come to Kelowna for most of your your shopping and really lots of things. That's now changed. Most of your businesses, whether it's a, you know all your professional services, your lawyers, your counter, even your food, now you can stay over there. So I mean, <clears throat> you're close enough to a major major center and a major airport, uh, but you're you're farther enough away. You feel like you're in a bit more of a rural community than Kelowna. So that would be my pitch. <laughs> Speaking of Costco, did you guys almost score that, or we, was that <laughs> we tried? We tried. Or was that just a, a kind of like a lot of talk? <laughs> I think that was a leverage play from uh, from Costco saying they're going to move, but I don't think uh, the Kelowna was man the uproar that. from that one. I oh, know that God. was fantastic. <laughs> and then when we talk about that too, it's the second crossing. Is that in a priority list with the city of West Kelowna? Well, I mean, it is actually. We just we we have had discussions with um, the ministries of transportation. And, you know, they, they've talked about, you know, various things, second crossing, overpasses and things like that. And it's on their radar. Um, but, you know, like these are things that you don't, they don't just happen. Like you have to take small steps to get to there and you have to project, this is what you're doing. And it's not, in my opinion, it has not been public enough. If that's the decision they want to go, like they should be already talking about, already strategizing, already saying, yes, our plan is to do this. And this is what we're doing. We're going to be so bold and bullish about this. This is what we have to do to make this right. And I haven't just haven't seen that yet. Like they do care. They think it's a good idea. And they've, they've had a bunch of studies done. But like, you know, there's, there hasn't been a lot of steps to say, yes, we're moving forward with this. We know we have to do this. Whether it's 10 years or 30 years away, we have to start getting land. We have to start doing those things. And, and that is like, that's not easy to do because it's like, that might not get you elected because it's 20 years away. And so the government is just really thinking short. It's very short-sighted. And we all think short-sighted. It's hard to look at the next generation, the next future. How do we serve them? Because it doesn't necessarily benefit this people who are in office or they're serving their whatever today. Is that an option to actually go like a, a second level on the bridge as opposed to a, a second crossing somewhere else? Is that, does they, that make a sense? Or? Well, they, they, you can, they, they do say you can expand it to an extra lane to mm. have you know six lanes. Versus the five that is in which you can add as a, a I guess you call it a cantilever. Um, that that is an option. That's I don't know how viable it is, but I've seen it, and um, you know that is you know a, something you could do. But again, it doesn't really take away from the main artery that currently is that will never really change. So that's that they're yeah. So yeah, that that can be done, and I hope that they do do that, and that might need to be done first before you have a second crossing. Um, but yeah. So the the second crossing would obviously, um, I guess, entice more people to to live on the west side because yeah. of that. Some people, I think, look at that bridge as as a deterrent. Um, 
So where would that second crossing kind of, did, is there any kind of like talk of where it goes? Is some people have said like Clement in that area? Or? Yeah, well, I think like the old, like lump, the Canfor. Uh, yeah, the, the Toco. Toco, yeah, sorry, Toco, Canfor. Yeah. Toco Mill, like they, they say that's really the ideal spot for it to kind of come through, connect to Clement. Uh, I mean, I'm not a logistic expert, you know, and I, I don't really know what it would take to actually get that. But that, you know, we'll move the commercial traffic off the off the main. It, it would. Areas. I think it's like a really a commerce play to move to, again to move businesses that that don't need to go along the highway that can, can connect to different different routes, go down a different artery that just don't need to go down Highway 97. There's like they they, they could be and should be using those types of, of alternate routes, like you know how Springfield designed and how Clement's going to be designed. But again, like Kelowna is definitely trying to make steps to do that. But, you know, if it ends, you know, just at the, at, you know, Pandozi there, then it's really kind of, it doesn't really serve, it doesn't really push you further. It doesn't really help that much unless it's going all the way through and out. And it's a big commitment. It's much more difficult to get it across. And then what you're going to have to cut through mountains and things like that in West Kelowna there. It's a very big feat. And I've seen the, you going through a lot of mountains. I mean, they built the Coca-Cola, so it's not an issue, but <laughs> it's pretty steep there. What's the relationship like between the city of West Kelowna and uh, Kelowna itself? I know there was a, a move at one point to amalgamate the two. What's that relationship like today? And Well, yeah, that's a good question. You know, I mean, certainly there was a, a referendum in 2007 where, where the voters voted in 51% in favor to incorporate and become their own community versus uh, 49% voted to... To, that's to a move with the Kelowna. slim margin incredibly slim like you know that's like hundreds of votes like not thousands and you know and i voted at that time i voted to to i lived in the, shortly across the bridge in rose valley and our address was Kelowna, and so it actually made sense to join Kelowna. we could become one larger community so um you know i don't know how that affected the relationship or not but you know you've been able to create your identity but you know <clears throat> certainly like relationships and partnerships are so important to me and, and i could see the strain that Kelowna had you could just hear how they talked about West Kelowna what they said like you know people at the mayor and councilors like what they thought about West Kelowna it's what, what so confusing to me like we have a great city why would you talk about that but as I you know got elected I, I realized it was a broken relationship um, you know and, and that was super important to me to get to know the councils here to spend time with them to get to know the mayor and say hey you know like we we're, it's not the same we have young people we you know we care about we want this you know relationship because it's so important like we're the closest neighbor you know, whatever we can do to make that relationship. And I said, hey, I'm happy to do it. Um, and so <clears throat> I've made that a priority in my term. And I know our Mayor, Mayor Gord Milsom has too, and he really cares about people. And so that's been important um, to, to create that relationship because I know it was very fragmented from our previous regime. Um, you know, they just, they didn't value those that relationship. They thought, hey, we're our own community. Why do we need Kelowna? And then I said, you know, that's the opposite opposite. We're our own community. We need Kelowna because they're, you know, kind of like a big brother to us. They set the tone. We follow a lot of things. I love a lot of things they do. And I say, hey, Kelowna, we should absolutely be doing that because it's a great idea. You know, they have more resources. They're bigger and they set the tone for a lot of things. So, I mean, <clears throat> I look to Kelowna with, you know, for a lot of leadership thoughts. I think they're doing a great job in many aspects. And what are the upcoming city plans for 2022? What can we look forward to for West Kelowna? <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, as, as I mentioned, well, and I didn't even talk about our, our, our Rose Valley Water Treatment Plant. So that is actually the biggest um, uh, capital project the West Kelowna has ever completed. So it will serve half our community. Half of West Kelowna will now have, have uh, clean water because 
there it just has been really underserved there's been a lot of challenges with water so anyway uh it'll be about a 60 million dollar once the dust settles water treatment plant that's built in rose valley that will will serve most of our community over 10,000 uh, homes um serving uh that so that that's a very big project that will come online next year um and that's a uh, that's a big deal clean drinking water sounds like well how does everyone not have clean drink water but you know there's pockets that don't and we we just we didn't have it now we were going to have it so that's fantastic so we're excited about that our official community plan as i talked about that's going to be adopted in 2022 which will kind of set the next you know 10 to 20 years of kind of growth in our community and and our city hall will kind of come near completion we are also looking at two other big projects a brand new public works yard which we've started kind of clearing off so that we can you know move we have it's really fragmented. You know, if you have an organization, you've got five different buildings, it's really hard to work with. Like, how do you have collaborate? How do you, how do you build culture? And there, that's the way our engineering partners, one, we have these all small buildings. So we're, we're now creating one space for the whole public works, engineering, and you know, all those services will now go into one place. They're, they're, they're clearing the land that will be kind of coming. They're designing that project right now. And then <clears throat> they're gonna start designing a brand new fire hall. So, you know, we talked a little bit about fire services. They do an amazing job. Where they, their house, their home of, that we have two, well, we have several fire, but we have two main uh, full-time firefighter halls and they are very old and dilapidated and really almost, you know, really at a teardown state. So we're gonna be designing a, a new fire hall. Uh, it won't, won't be built in this term or, or really started in this term, but that, that is something that's super important. So those are big projects. And you know, the burden has really fell on this current council to do those things, which, which were, you know, we've been a city since 2007, you can't do it all, but there wasn't a lot done in from 2007 to 2018. You know, and now we've, we've, we've built a uh, water treatment plant that's been this term, you know, a city hall, public works yard and a fire hall those are like your major things and all done and really and so i'm really proud of those things we've moved a lot of things and we said hey we know we need to get this done whether they're controversial or not we're just going to make it work we just we can't say no we can't keep our taxes at one percent or two percent which they've been historically very low and just say hey we're just we're just going to do nothing and status quo no we actually have to grow to do that you might there might be some some tax increases and we've said hey that's okay and if someone wants to call you whatever we know that we need to do this and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, not because to please you or to keep your taxes low, but to do, to, to get the infrastructure that we need to, to serve our community. Is there anything <laughs> that we've missed today, Jason, that you want to kind of bring up? Um, no, I, no, I think this is, this is, this is great. I think you guys, you asked a lot of great questions and I was able to kind of talk about what we're trying to do. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's neat to see what we're trying to do. And, you know, we, 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 we have a lot of people trying to move to our community and, and, you know, in, in Kelowna, because they're, they're not, there's not going to be a lot of single family homes. Like that's their strategy. So you'll see a lot of people say, Hey, where can I find a single family home? You'll see a lot of those types of people come to West Kelowna to get those, get a new single family homes. We've got big developments coming in Smith Creek and Goats Peak. And we've got some really cool community areas that are, that are going to grow like kind of like what they did in Wilden. We'll have you know, Smith Creek will be similar to that. Maybe not quite as big, but it'll be a thousand homes up there once, wow. you know, over the next kind of 20 years. That's, that's a big deal. So, and then in Goat's Peak, which is amazing, amazing, um, just kind of uh, right off the highway there, overlooking the I'm community. taking it has a big view, Goat's Peak. It does. <laughs> it's, go- it's gorgeous. Glatly, Glatly looks over Glatly Bay there. And so, so that, that will have 700 homes. There'll be, there's a winery there. There's a, a school will go in there. And so those are things, you know, that you look into the future that people will, 
you know, they'll, they, you know, people will want to come to there because, you know, Kelowna is not going to have those. And that's not a negative thing at all or knock on Kelowna. It just changes now the narrative. People are going to look, say, well, where? Yeah, they look at the focus downtown. It's a lot of up instead of out, right? It, so, it is, you know, and, and we're going to try and do that in our core in downtown in West Bank uh, where, where, where we have some, we want some density, but, you know, likely it will never be what we're going to see here. And, and that's, that's okay. I mean, I, it would be if it was my say, but uh, I'm just one, one vote. <laughs> so West Kelowna was, like, I don't know, I'm sure when in the fastest growing cities for a while is, where does that fit now? Like as far as your growth goes? That, that's a great question. I haven't heard any of those numbers, but I mean, from a growth rate, we're over 2% growth per year. Um, really almost since incorporation. And so, and it's like two point, it was 2.1 last year. I be, would, I would be not surprised if it was, if it's higher 2021 will be there'll be a, is a record year for building permits like we have it's i want it's not quite double but it's very close to double our biggest year which was 2018 or 2019 was our biggest ever building year in west Kelowna. 2021 will not quite double it but almost and that's like it's hard like really how do you how's that happen it's really hard to kind of like just fathom it just the 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 growth is just it's really non-stop the demand to come to the okanagan i don't think we'll ever stop I and mean, people from all over canada and the world want to come here so it doesn't matter what you do and how ugly you're going to make it like people will always want to come it's just a beautiful area 2022 it's back to the ballot i take it <laughs> is jason's name on that ballot <laughs> well if it is you'll be the first to know i'll <laughs> tell you that i'm not sure you know what i i do i love serving my community and i really got involved because i want to make it a better place and you know what and if there's better people and who want to come and and, and serve and um, you know that's I, I hope that a lot of people will come to the table there'll be a, a pretty big turnover in West Kelowna because you know you have some people who've been in, in council for a long time who probably won't be getting reelected, and uh, they're getting a little bit older and it's time for some, some some different people whether they're younger or older whatever but you'll certainly see some new people um, you know in, in city council in West Kelowna not not unlike Kelowna I think you guys will see some some changes some of some people moving and going and uh, but uh, yeah any aspirations for the big chair one day? You know what? I, I don't, I just, I don't, I, I'm too much of a, a, a people pleaser. And, uh, you know, I just, it's just not my politics. It's just not my passion, my passion. I just, I don't really like arguing. You know, I, I like to, uh, you know, I like to have fun and I don't think, you know, I, I'm too fun. I don't know if I'm too fun of a person, <laughs> but I like to have too much fun too to say, fun hey, for mayor. Yeah, too fun, <laughs> whether it's the mayor or, uh, whether it's, you know, other, other type of, you know, politics. I just, I just, I don't like the controversy. Um, it's just, I don't enjoy that conflict all the time, every day where you just have, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, it's just, that's just not my passion, but I, I love people. I put a high value in people. And so, you know, whatever I can serve, whether it's a role in elected official or something, I, that, that will be my, the, my, the next chapters and the next part of life will be to serve in some capacity. Well, I hope you do run because they do need younger family people in those in those seats to have that perspective for sure. And then somebody has a business background, also a sports background. So I know that you think sports is a big a big component in the upbringing of children. So I think sports is myself. I coach for a while as I think sports plays a big role in the confidence of individuals as they as they go through life. Um, so I thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to the next time. That's the end of today's conversation. If you have any topics that you'd like to have featured, please email Sarah Gouda at sgouda at nowmediagroup.ca. That's S-G-O-U-D-A at nowmediagroup.ca.